It's a great blessing to be here and just to share the word of God and just to encourage you and build you up. We've been looking at a very critical subject. We've been looking at the four pillars, that is the seven pillars of wisdom. And as we've been looking at these pillars of wisdom, there are a number of things that we've brought out from the scripture. And one thing that you notice is that life is about making decisions. Life is about making choices. Life is deciding and knowing where you are going next. Starting off on a journey is very important and very good. But knowing where you are going is critical. The fact that you have taken off to go somewhere does not guarantee that you get there. It's knowing what to do to get there. Can I hear an amen? amen. Even getting married is just the beginning. But staying in marriage and sustaining the marriage and going forward with it requires a lot of wisdom and decisions to be made. Amen. Many people work and get money and get paid. And there are some that they, they become more poorer before, even before. They, they will be more poorer after getting the job than before they got the job. Can I hear an amen? To your neighbor, decisions. So this morning I'll be sharing from one of the pillars, and I'll be sharing on the pillar of divine counsel. Amen. The pillar of divine counsel and the subject that I'll share this morning is godly, walking in godly counsel. Amen. To your neighbor, godly counsel. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. If you are there, say amen. amen. If you are not there, say, wait for me, I'm coming. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1. The Bible says, Blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Then we'll go further and read another scripture in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 to 6. The Bible says, Through wisdom a house is built, by understanding it is established, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. That's Proverbs 24 from verse 3. A wise man is strong. Your neighbor will be strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel you will make war. And in the multitude of counselors there is safety. Amen. For by wise counsel, you will make war, meaning you will fight. You will use counsel to battle in your life. Walking in godly counsel. What is counsel? Mostly counsel, we hear it. We hear the word counsel, counseling. That's where the word counseling comes from. So my first point I would share, I want to share with you is, what counsel means, what divine counsel means, what godly counsel means. Originally, the word counsel means advice. 
is someone to give you their opinion to a particular situation that you may be going through and they will tell you what they think about what you're going through. They will give you advice. It will just be counsel. Generally, it's giving you counsel. It's giving you advice. To, oh, oh, this is what is, going, is happening in your finances. How about if you did this? So they'll give you counsel. It's, it's generally just counsel. They're counseling you. They're giving you advice. They're giving you their, their mind on the issue that you're going through. The issue that, that you are faced with. It can even be a pastoral opinion. You know, counsel, even when it comes from a pastor sometimes, it may not be godly counsel. I want you to get me very clear on that one. Is that sometimes even me as a pastor... I can give you counsel based on my opinion. Meaning, what I think about the issue. Amen. But divine counsel or godly counsel is the mind of God revealed to you through human vessels. What God thinks, not what I think as a pastor, or what your husband thinks, but what God thinks about the matter, and he uses man to tell you the mind of God. That's what godly counsel is. That's what makes godly counsel and counsel different. There are many of us that are victims of people's opinions, that you've made decisions in life based on your friend's opinions. There are some that have missed opportunities because someone told them that that job is not good enough for you. You understand what I mean? Even young people have missed opportunities and missed their lives because they ask a friend, what do you think about this? And the friend will tell them what they think. And what someone thinks about the matter sometimes is not about right or wrong. It's about what they think. Do you know what is right in somebody's mind may not be right with my values? The fact that someone thinks it is right may not be right for you. Can I hear an amen? amen. Tell your neighbor, counsel. So divine counsel is God's mind concerning your matter. It is God revealing to you what he thinks. You know, there is something that I call a spiritual check. Where within your spirit, you know we all have the Holy Ghost in us, the fact that we are born again. There are certain things that you do, within you there's some communication that tells you, uh-uh, there's something not right about this. Even when your mind is made up, can I hear an amen from somebody? Even when your mind is made up, you know what I fear those of us who are stubborn by nature, you understand what I mean? No, you, you are not. You are blessed. You are so good. But there are those who are stubborn by nature where even when they know that this is right now, go and do it. But when they sit, the members say, camping. <laughs> there is a spiritual check. There is a spirit check. You know when your fuel is finishing? No matter how you ignore the red light, somehow the vehicle will stop. Some lives have stopped because they ignored godly counsel. Your life will not stop. Amen. I said your life will not stop. Amen. Because even when fuel is finished, the vehicle can be moving. <laughs> but it, it can move. But the thing is that where it will stop, you don't know. So when you see the light, it's like saying, please, 
we are about to stop you. And where we stop will not be your choice. It's us who are on red. So you better fill up. So when you fill up on godly counsel, your life does not stop anyhow. Can I hear an amen? amen? Your life does not stop anyhow. As I was growing up, one of the things about godly counsel, I come from a, a poverty stricken family. I don't know about you. I think maybe you, you are advanced. But I come from a family where we suffered so much that we shared everything. <laughs> but even in shoes, sometimes you go to school, your brother will be waiting for you to knock off on the way to give him the shoes. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? You wear his shoes, you give him back, you walk barefooted, he wears the same shoes. Not that you are the same size. You know when the shoes are the only ones, you fit, my dear. <laughs> you fit, it's not about size. You understand? And that's the kind of poverty we came out from. So the moment I got born again, I began to ask because there were Christians in my family who were more Christian for many years, but nothing changed. And I got born again and I began to ask questions. And sometimes I would sit and get counsel. And the moment I started listening to Bishop Imakando, my father and the Lord, I realized there was something that I needed to get from this man. We would preach simply and talk about prosperity and what I needed to do to get out and to say your destiny will change. I said, okay. And I began to listen and get the counsel, the mind of God concerning my life. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. God has a future and a plan for you. Not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. I said, this scripture is mine. Amen. And I began to walk in that counsel. You see, you know when you, are, when you are poor, I don't know. When you are poor, those days you have 20 kwacha. You will keep it. Even when you want to buy something, you will keep it because you think when it goes, it will never come again. <laughs> you understand what I mean? That's the kind of poverty we were coming from. So I went to church. There was a conference. And this conference was on fire. And it was time to give. And uh, those days, 20 kwacha was the biggest not. And, and said, give. After my 20 kwacha, I said, you will preach the way you want. This 20 kwacha is going away. <laughs> Father, this joint watcher is going nowhere, man of God. You will breathe fire from there. Here you will not touch. Take my heart, leave my wife. Can I hear an amen? amen? And the man went deeper and at some point pointed in my direction. Say, so you and the money you are holding in your pocket and your poverty is, even in the pocket is stone. I said, this one, someone has told him something. <laughs> the man pointed in my direction. And I closed my eyes, I prayed, the Lord just told me, let go. Have you ever let go of a 20 <laughs> I went to the altar and laid to the altar. I cried. <laughs> Whilst there, the Lord told me, give your shoes. These were my only shoes. I took off my shoes, I put on the altar. From that day, that's the day I learned. I was, I was just, I, I just got born, got and born again. That's the day I learned to pay time. And that counsel transformed my life. Transformed my life. You see, even you know, within the issues of money and poverty in your family, listen, poverty is terrible. It's worse than Corona. Mm. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, poverty is so bad. Because you know, when you have poverty in the family, even when you are sick, 
Poverty will be worse than the sickness because there will be no porridge even for the sick. <laughs> you ask us, we know where we are coming from. From that day, I told God, I've learned and I learned to pay tithe, cancel. That's how my life changed. I was one of the very first few in my family to build a house of our own. I was actually one of the first to have his wedding when I was married. I was one of the first to fly out. I was one of the first. Most of the things that happened in my family, most of them I pioneered them. Nothing special about me. I'm not very educated like I'm afraid. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm a little bit educated, but in scripture I have degrees and I keep learning. Amen. Amen. But what I'm saying is that the moment this counsel, this godly mind to do with my life and my finances and my family, it changed the way I was looking at things. What I was holding on to, I let go, and that was my deliverance. Sometimes your deliverance is not in demons coming out. It's getting the counsel that God is saying to you and walking in it and applying it. Amen. Sometimes God will just tell you, stop hanging around with these people. And you keep hanging around with them. They mess up your marriage. They mess up your life. When you are with them, you will repent when you come back. When you are with them, you spend money, and when you sit saying, ah, where did my money go? If you are, when you are with them, you, are, you, you come back empty. <laughs> then you know you have problems. Can I hear an amen? amen? God may be saying to you, this group will make you poor. Can I hear an amen? amen. Say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Say, Lord help me. Lord, help me. Let me walk in divine counsel. Let me walk in divine counsel. So divine counsel is very critical for your life and my life. Amen. It's very critical for your life and my life. Don't take chances. Number two, how to know wrong counsel. How to know that this counsel is wrong. How do I know, pastor? How do I take, detect wrong counsel? Number one, when the counsel from the person you are getting from, they talk too much without referring you to practical things. Have you ever met people say, this issue you are going through, let me tell you. <laughs> when they finish, you don't even know what they are saying. You have, met, have you met people like that? That will advise you on every matter. Then you know this counsel is not godly. Number two, the absence of prayer. They don't refer to prayer. They will tell you everything you need to do, but they will never refer to prayer. Then you know this counsel is not, is not from God. Number three, they are critical of godly counsel and godly people. You know, there are people who tell you, you know, your life will change. Now these days, these pastors of nowadays, ah, these churches of nowadays, ah, me haven't stopped going to shit. I don't even listen to pastors. This thing, the word of God, is just on your own way, way. The moment someone detaches you from what is godly, be careful that counsel does not carry God. No, my marriage is going through this. Ah, ah. Don't even pray. These things, you do this, you do that, you do that. Listen, counsel is only 18 inches away from you, your knees. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Can I hear a better amen? amen. Number four. They move your attention 
from God to other things. If you're asking for counsel from someone, then they say, no, in this one, put God aside. Just know this one is landing us in problems. Every time someone says they want to give you advice and they say, no, this thing is not about God. But how now? How can it be godly counsel without God? Amen. That's why be careful. Imagine someone is squandered, their money is squandered, and you are telling them, what do you think about tithing? What do you think they will tell you? What do you think they will tell you? They will tell you, oh, this one. You don't even try to give God. God has no account in heaven. Your pastor will eat it on earth. <laughs> <laughs> you are making your pastor rich. <laughs> if there's one who knows how to tithe, I know how to tithe. I know, you know, poverty knows no pastor. Hey. This thing when we are here, each one is for himself, God for us all. There's nothing like no pastor, me, I'm a pastor. God, I'm a pastor. It's God said, no, I will deal with you accordingly. If you want to know how that principle works, ask accountants. Tax. Just use that principle. That's how God deals with us. <laughs> I mean, don't, the tax principles come from the Bible. They come from the Bible. All these accounting, they come from the Bible. When they suggest, number five, how you know God counsel is wrong, when they suggest that what you want, what they suggest to you what you want to hear and not what is right. That's why asking counsel from friends is dangerous because no friend wants to offend you. And the challenge you have these days is that people love to hear what they want to hear. Even at church. If you preach something that they need to change, oh, that is right. So that one, oh, that one was not the one I wanted to hear. No. Even the children in our homes, they want to hear the things they want to hear. No, no. If you're going to raise champions, sometimes you have to be unpopular with your own children. They may not appreciate it now. They will appreciate it later. Our boys that I took care of that were not even my own children back in Zambia, even in Zimbabwe, some of them were telling me, say, actually, one time I didn't know they were even saying they started calling home a military base. <laughs> so I didn't know. They, say, they used to call me government. So I said, you know, meaning they are right. They used to say, so the guys were saying I was too strict. But after they left my house, one of them calls me and says, ah, he tells me, please, the same way you are strict with me. I'm doing very well and I'm principled because of your principles in your house. Because in our house, some of them was, when we're in the house, I don't wake up first. Whoever I keep must wake up first because I'm the one who buys food. <laughs> I, I can't keep you, me, I wake up, you are still sleeping. In whose house? Who pays the bills? Who pays the rent? Get up, you. I've been telling Shiro, you are not here permanently. There's no way Kumbuso can be sleeping like he pay. You can't be sleeping in people's house like it's your house. Can I hear an amen from Harrison? Amen. Someone saying go deeper. You see these people, even the data that you buy, they use more than the Bible. The way they go to the fridge, like they own it. They even open it, open it two doors, and even look like, you know, 
They look at the fridge like they own it. You see, be walking to the fridge like a... When you get to the... Sometimes you get permission. Yeah, you cannot get to the fridge. Yes, it's not your fridge. Can I hear the man? You don't just eat. You eat your father's food one day. As the eldest child, you have the right. That's the generation. My mother, you say that is a day we <laughs> Can I hear an amen? You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that you, especially yourselves, guys, if you're going to live like that, you will take long to leave your father's houses. Yes. Because we, you know what it is? You know, homelessness keeps increasing. We've never taught children to pay bills. So the day they get out, they hear it. They come back. <laughs> the day they see water bill, they say, so what are you paying? And when you tell them, close the door, you've been busting for three hours. Eh? 20 liters all over. <laughs> and if we don't teach children to pay bills, they will become homeless, they will sleep in their cars because we never taught them to be responsible. Yes. One way I was telling my son, I said, me, yeah, we will be paying each other. <laughs> Even you, like the boys that have jobs, why pay for his phone bill? He must pay for his phone bill. He must pay for his phone bill. He's telling me like this. He must pay his phone bill. There's no way it goes to it. You are paying for him to be on TikTok. He must pay his bill. I approve as a pastor. She must pay her bill. She must pay her bill. He must pay his bill. He must pay his bill. Hey, Harrison, you will pay your bill. Can I hear the man? your passport go and say this number now is being transferred <laughs> to the owner <laughs> you see until you learn to pay your bill you never appreciate the pair of your and you see this is wise counsel that sometimes our kids don't want to hear but they need it because it is right yes. if we're going to raise champions let's tell our children the truth if they don't like it, send them back home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go and see bad there. <laughs> Can I hear them? Amen. Can I hear them? Amen. They are saying, Pastor, did you come properly today? Yes, I'm in the spirit. <laughs> as long as our children don't know the cost of what it means to pay a bill. They will never appreciate. Give them the counsel. So counsel that comes to your ears for you just to hear what you want to hear is not good counsel. Even as pastor, you come, pastor, what do you think about this? Sometimes you come to me, don't expect me to tell you what you like. Expect me to tell you what is right. You may not like it, but what is right is what will help you to be a better person. So if your friends are just telling you, you tell them, ah, in me, I'm thinking about this. They say, okay. I don't want so. Say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, then that counsel is not good. Because counsel may not necessarily need your approval. It's something that you may not like, but it is right. Some of us can bear witness, those of us who got married way back, 
that the things they told you about marriage, you didn't like them. But those are things that sustain a loving and good marriage. Hallelujah. Amen. The other thing is that about number six, number six on godly counsel and things that detect that this counsel is not godly, is that when they want you to depend on them so they have control over your life. Do you know that there are people who give you advice? Andy, they will keep checking. Oh, Fidia. So that anything that they advised you, they will be checking on you and they will use that to control you. If it works, you will pay for it. Meaning that counsel is not of God. I pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus. That God will lead you in the right path. He will give you the right people that will give you counsel. Can I hear an amen? I said the right people will come your way. Say, Lord, give me counsel. So as I finish in closing, my third point, which is the last one, is that there is power in counsel. In godly counsel, there is power. One is that it brings proper alignment in your life. Alignment, if a car is not in good alignment, it can be going like this, but it's facing this way. And you've seen some of them, not here. Back in my place where I'm coming from, in Impika or in Lusaka, and you meet some of them, the trucks on the way, Serenje Mkushi. The truck is facing this way. It's like this, but it's going this way. <laughs> how you wonder, this truck, how is it going like this? The problem, the driver is facing in this direction, but the car is like this. Then now you wonder, how? how? The challenge is the alignment. There are times your life you can be facing this, but outside people are thinking, what's happening? Because you are facing this, but you are going like this. Hello? And the problem we are in a generation that you don't correct. If I correct, you say, they don't like me. You correct someone, these days, even us pastors, we hold back, cancel. Say, if I tell her, she'll say, Moreover, the church is too good. You remain with your wife and you honor yourselves. Say, Pastor, talk to me nicely. I will leave you. So one pastor says, Okay, God is saying, Don't do this. Oh, this will leave the church. Let's just leave her to God. Tell your neighbor, May God deliver you if you are the one. Because honestly, at times we want to advise you. God speaks to us, but sometimes even us, we are afraid because of your heart. You don't take correction. You don't take counsel. You are a man of your own, self-made millionaire, self-made wise woman. Right? <laughs> There are many people who have become victims because even you know that your presence should not threaten a cancer. Mm. <coughs> Hello. I thank God for the grace of God that I'm unthreatenable. <laughs> but somehow I hold back sometimes. Nasiga. Leave you like that. Amen. Oh, Mrs. Neri. Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. Okay, Pastor, and you shift your back. Oh, you with your shift, okay. 
<laughs> Pastor is preaching. Say go deeper. Go deeper. The most difficult person to align and to give counsel is your spouse. Your spouse. You see, sometimes God can use your spouse. But because you are very familiar, it is shibish. <laughs> Your partner says, ay, 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 ay. So the man just says, Oh, you know, these men fear also. <laughs> they look powerful at work. You people are bosses. We know you. Hey, hey. Tell your neighbor they know us. You are bosses. <laughs> the man says, hey, hey, hey. No. What are you saying? Start watching Chelsea. <laughs> hey man, learn, listen. Sometimes, just swallow your pride and get counsel from your spouse. Sometimes, you know what it is. You need somebody who can tell you the real truth, and you know that your spouse knows that he knows you better than your pastor. They have lived with you when you were very slim. They know you better. So sometimes, even when they tell you, sometimes just tell them, how do you think I'm doing? And give them water and good food. Because after finishing, someone may not cook. Cook in advance and say, today my husband or my wife, tell me the truth. Sometimes, even your children, tell me the truth. Tell them, my children, how am I here? How do I do it? They will tell you, you scream too much. You're always stressed and you're throwing tantrums, mommy, here. Be honest. Let somebody tell you the real truth about you. And from there, pick something that will transform your life. Can I hear an amen? These children, I'm going to sit them down and tell them, you're doing very well in this area, very well in this, very well in this. We're living in a generation that always wants praise. Even at school sometimes, they don't want to say she's not doing well in this one. They just say, not doing very well, very well. This is very well, very well. Someone's getting 20 at very well. <laughs> what is very well is this? This is very well back home. They will beat you on top of it. They want the very, very poor. They will say very poor. Yes. Here the very poor is average. Average, but they will improve. And they will improve and they spend. They hear very well. They didn't spend more time on TikTok. Because they are very well. But we need to tell them the truth. To be honest with them in order to improve. Order, counsel brings order and peace. Counsel makes you win war. Counsel puts you ahead in life. And that's my prayer for us today. And all the honor in my life. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead, take a minute, just talk to God right now. Just talk to him in the name of Jesus. Just ask him, Lord, give me counsel. Grant me the grace and help me, Lord, even Lord, to stay away from wrong people that, oh God, do not give me counsel. Help me to raise children, Lord, that will walk in the fear of you, that will walk in godly counsel. Give me victory. Give me success. Give me victory in every battle and in every war in my life that I may overcome in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you today and I bless you.
I will walk in counsel, in godly counsel, in my finances, in my ministry, in my relationships, in my marriage. Godly counsel. I bless you, Lord, and I honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said amen and amen. amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. A better clap offering. Ten to three people and go tell them, walk in godly counsel. Find two, three people and just tell them, walk in godly counsel. And I pray for everyone that listening to this, that God will help you to walk in godly counsel. That in every area of your life, this week, you will walk in godly counsel. But the Lord will grant you the grace and will surround you with right people that will give you counsel that is godly. Counsel that leads to success. Counsel that leads you in the right direction. In Jesus' name, amen.